I did that thing where you discover an athlete from the past that you had forgotten about completely. Quite literally an Olympic sport star that tend to fade as, you know, the Olympics are over. You forget about certain people. Especially if they were gold medalists in something that you just don't watch any other time but the Olympics. Like, they're not involved in another sport where you even remotely pay attention to. Like, I don't, I'm not paying attention to Greco-Roman wrestling. Just not doing it. Uh, I couldn't name a single individual competing in Greco-Roman wrestling. But I remembered Rulon Gardner. Do you remember that? Are you old enough to I know the Rulon name. It, well, because anytime you watch Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics, that name is brought up a billion times. Because he beat a Russian that hadn't lost in a thousand years and looked like King Kong and was the devil. He was like a tax collector in Boy. Russia with a shaved head. And you should see this guy that he beat. I remember when he beat him. It's insane. Uh, he beat his name was uh, uh, Alexander Karolin, Kal- I think it was. The guy he beat, the Russian he beat, hadn't lost in 13 years. He hadn't given up a point in six years. He was considered literally unbeatable. So Rulon Garner beat him in the 2000 Olympics, and it was a huge deal because he won the gold. He was an American, so in this country, obviously, we celebrated him, and he's a doofus-looking cat. I mean, when you see Rulon Garner, he's from... Uh, Wyoming, he's, uh, how do I say it? Um, he's just not a striking individual. Okay. okay? Let's, yeah. I, I'll just, yeah. I'm trying to be fair mm-hmm. here. He's just, you're like, well. He looks like he would be a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like a retired, washed up WWE wrestler. Not yeah, a, yeah, not yeah. a world-class Greco-Roman gold medalist. Not that kind of wrestler. Right, like he was the like, first match when uh yeah, Kurt Henning was out there back in the day or right. you know. No, he he looks yeah, like a washed up balding hillbilly gym, knees arthritic, struggling, signing right, he, like, poster. He walks bow-legged kind of thing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So like anyway. Rob Van Dam. Have you seen Rob Van Dam try to walk? I have not. It's uh, really depressing. It's kind of like the big show. So it was the first gold medal, Olympic gold medal, won by an American Greco-Roman wrestler in a full international field. So he had all of these things become first in moments to shine. I remember he did the late-night talk show circuit, the whole deal. But I haven't thought of Rulon Garner since. Of course I wouldn't. I'm laying in bed, flipping around the other night, and I come across... You know I love survival specials. You know I love survival shows. So anybody that survives something absurd, like being lost at sea for 15 days or three months or something and surviving in the ocean with sharks, and everything, I'm, I, you got me. Lost in the wilderness, you got me. I'm in there. I'm watching what happens to you. Because I love to hear them regale me with these stories. They all lived, and I'm always interested in, well, what did you do to survive? And it's always crazy what people will do. You know, the guy who got his arm trapped underneath the rock, and that ended up being yeah, a story. Yeah, the James his, Franco movie. Yeah, he had to saw his own arm off. People can do that. They saw their own limbs off just to survive. Or they eat one another after a plane crash. And I'm interested in stuff like that. So I'm flipping around the other night. It's late. 
Wife's out cold. Whole family's out cold. I can't sleep. Flippity-doo. And I flip over to this station, and the, and the, the, the conditions on the screen are, are dire. It mm-hmm. is clearly a blizzard somewhere. It, looks, it just looks desolate. So... As I, I, so I'm like, whoa, what is this? But I can't turn it up real loud because she's sleeping. My wife's sleeping, but I want to know what's going on. Where are they? Is this one of those shows in Alaska? What are they doing? And so I'm watching, and there's this gigantic, rotund man. I mean, a behemoth man. And the camera's right up on him. And I thought, well, they did him no favors. I mean, they could have shot this at a different angle. This poor man. Uh, you know, I mean, we all know anybody that's ever taken a selfie, you don't take it from below. You take it from on high because you don't need your jowls jetting out there, especially if you're this guy. I mean, I, I could lose a few LBs, but this guy is huge. That uncomfortably fat, that where you're like, oh. Right, he, he could, could lose die. a defensive tackle. He could die. Yeah. Like in an yeah. hour, you're mm-hmm. thinking this guy's in trouble. So I'm looking at him, but I can't really hear what he's saying. It's evident that he's been lost in the wilderness here. And I'm, I, so you got me. You got me. Now I'm like, oh, so this fat ass got stuck out in the woods. Well, he stored up for it. <laughs> he could just, he, he could go into hibernation. So I'm watching and I look and I go, that guy looks like that wrestler. And, I, and I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, that's Rulon Garner. God, I haven't thought of Rulon Garner in a long time. That guy looks like just like Rulon Garner. And I'm watching, and I'm watching, and bam, his name comes up. It's Rulon Garner. It is Rulon Garner, but he's like 600 pounds heavier than he was when he won the gold medal, the Greco-Roman gold medal over that Russian. I went, oh, God, Rulon. Time has not been a friend. So I'm watching, and I'm thinking, well, what happened? This fat ass got stuck. He was on a jet ski uh, not a jet ski, uh, uh, a snowmobile, mm-hmm. and he flipped it, and he's huge. Oh, I mean, no. he, <laughs> so he's rolling down the hill. <laughs> Tom, you can see where this is going. Oh God! My man flipped a snowmobile at like eight hundred pounds, and he's stuck. This fat ass, it's hard enough to get up with no snowmobile on top of him, but with a snowmobile on top of him, oh, uh, no. we, and, it's, and it's snowing. Now it's snowing. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, this poor bastard. Oh, what must he been thinking? Could his hand reach the ground? He's just twisted to the side. He can't. So oh. he basically... <laughs> So now I'm sitting up in the bed. I'm like, I got to see how this ends. So Rulon Garner, A, is on my TV in the middle of the, the night. television is wonderful. B, <laughs> B, he's, you know, an extra 400 pounds oh. from having won the gold medal. And I think, well, God, dog, Rulon, this is ridiculous. So he tells his story of survival. Um, he ended up, uh, he had to, he, <laughs> He gets from underneath this this snowmobile, and he's able to kind of waddle to this area that has a couple of trees. Now the blizzard's hitting, and he saw it coming. He was like, oh, I'm stuck. This is not good. He's thinking he's going to die. He finally finds a way to get out from underneath the snowmobile after a lot of work. He barely has the energy. Well, he knows leverage, though, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> he's, he's barely got the energy to get up, but he knows, and he says, I'm going to die. If I lay here, I don't, it doesn't matter how exhausted I am, I'm going to die. I got to get up. 
So he gets his fat ass up, and he's trying to get over there to those trees because he's going to try to make a little fort. And he takes one step, whoosh, sinks down up to his shoulders. That's how big the snowdrift is. Oh, my. So now think about this. Rulon Garner, 600-pound Rulon Garner, who's right. injured, by the way, yeah. uh, has got to find a way out of this snowdrift that's up to his head. Yeah, he's in a Mongolian death ritual now. <laughs> this is not yeah. good. But he does it. He fights and he claws and he gets to the tree, these two little trees. Through the drift? He does. He kind of crawls his way, oh figures my it out. God. Oh, it's it's crazy. So then he's leaning against these trees and he's packing snow around him and he's thinking, well, this is how it ends, you know? And he's thinking back on his gold medal. And <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking back. Yeah. No. Juxtapose the glory of winning. Yeah. Beating a dude that hadn't lost in 13 years. In Athens. If it's in 2000, if it is, in fact, a mm -hmm. 2000 Olympics. It was. So you are... Yes, the birthplace of the Olympics. You are a household name across the world for this accomplishment, even if it is for a day or two. It's mm -hmm. still your household mm -hmm. name across the planet. Yeah. And now yeah. you just waddled through a snowdrift up to your shoulders. In the middle at, of nowhere. At 600 pounds. Yeah, you've lost your control of your battle with weight. Because you flipped on a snowmobile. <laughs> and, and death is die. impending. Yeah, you're going to die. The darkness is creeping. How does that? Yeah. I wonder how his story will end. This is a wonderful moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll said see. Said the Zen master. Yeah. So I, I was just absolutely uh, gutted for this poor man. Watching this guy, I mean, he gets choked up thinking about his parents and all this. It's awful. And I'm going, Rulon. Just, this has to be a wake-up call. We've got to get it together, my you man. You hate your we, parents, we, we dude. Got, Come we, on. We've got to get it together. So at the end of the day, he ends up having to get some things amputated because he's out there freezing his ass off, but he survived. Uh, he lost some fingers and a, and a toe. Uh, but but he <laughs> – do you know how much pain you got to be in? You know how cold it has to be to where you're like, well, I'm going to lose that toe. <laughs> I mean, damn, man. Have you ever just stuck your hand in a thing of ice? You're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. I think the doctor's like, this is a gold medal <laughs> winning toe gold right medal here. Toe. So the next day comes around, and I I wake up, and I think, that was crazy about Rulon Garner. So I wanted to look up what's been going on. Like, how did he let himself get to this point? So I typed in Rulon Garner, and the very first story I see, here's the headline. This is the so this is a multi-chapter story yeah. right here. Here's Rulon Garner. Olympic gold medal medalist kids, 2000 Olympics. After This is the headline. After amputation, motorcycle accident, and plane crash, Olympic gold medal wrestler Rulon Garner faces bankruptcy. <laughs> that's incredible. That is, that's a headline. That's a real headline. I'm reading it again. That is incredible. After amputation, motorcycle accident, and plane crash, Olympic gold medal wrestler Ruan Garner now faces bankruptcy. God, dog life has beat the bejesus out of this man. He should be smoking a crack pipe somewhere right now. I mean, my God. It served one purpose, but uh, yeah. The opening line to the story from John Clark. After a string of setbacks, you think, <laughs> including having his toe amputated, surviving a motorcycle accident and a plane crash, 
Olympic gold medalist Ruan Garner is facing bankruptcy. Court records show Garner, after years of several failed businesses, now owes his creditors nearly $3 million. Gardner is disputing the debt. He says it largely stems from a $400,000 loss after he was defrauded by a business associate. Because of course he was. Life just kicks his face every day. The price of winning that gold medal has been steep, to say the least. So he was good at one thing. Yes. And to look at him, you would know it. Quote, I got taken advantage of and I pay the price every day. I'm trying. That's the saddest damn quote I've ever oh. read. I'm trying. Good God. Jeez. Well, bankruptcy's nothing for him compared to what he's gone through. Right. So That's just numbers. Yeah, he's filed for bankruptcy. Uh, he's selling his Ford Excursion. Oh. <laughs> Along with dozens of watches and knives. Rule on. Ruhan, I tell you this, buddy. You owe millions of dollars. Your Ford excursion <laughs> and your knives are not going to get it done, my man. Unless you have Davy Crockett's or something. I mean, what? Do I for? I've always thought that people, you know, if they buy a watch, they want a knife. <laughs> you can sell them both at the same shop, and that's what we're going to open. He's also autographing shoes and, oh. and pictures. We should buy one just to help him. Well, it gets worse, Tom. I looked him up on Twitter. I don't even mean to make fun. I, I, we should no, no, no. Help this poor man. Uh, I looked him up on Twitter. Is he crazy? Even uh, more so? No, he's not crazy. I just feel sorry for him. If you just go through it, it it's the timeline that's going to sad you. Well, this is you. sobering. Here he is. It's that time of year again. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We're making I'm a so, left turn at Cruel I'm Lane so, now, I'm man. I'm so sorry, but I, did, I read this tweet. I went, holy Jesus. <laughs> it's that time of year again. <laughs> Please let me know. <laughs> It's like a Saturday Night Live skit, I swear to God. He tweeted, it's that time of year again. Please let me know if you'd like to purchase a signed copy of my book. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I've run the full spectrum you here when I was enjoying it. this. I, I... <laughs> Damn. No, no, I'm not laughing. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Guys should take better care of themselves. Okay, I, I need to clarify something here so that you don't think I'm just Satan. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is that this whole rabbit hole I went down got more and more absurd by the second. And just when I thought, well, he, he's hit rock bottom. He can't, it's not going to get any worse than this. He's had his toe cut off because he got stuck underneath a god dog. <laughs> Snowmobile. Nice on the fly edit there. That's good. <laughs> he's having to waddle through a drift up to his head. He and then he's in a plane crash and a motorcycle crash. And he was defrauded by a partner. And he owes millions of dollars. And he's selling his watches and knives. I go, well, 
good man, this this poor bastard. And then I just uh, I thought, well, let's see what he's doing now. And I went there, and then I saw that tweet, and I went, man, I can't write this. Like, if I were trying, you could make this funny. Guys should take better care of themselves. <laughs> if you were writing a character, you know, like, oh, like, yeah, like, no, like, I, like I get it. I get it. This is. <laughs> that is oh. I mean, what are the chances that I'm laying in bed and I'm like, Oh, look at that. It's Ruan Garner. Yeah, but that he won. Remember, he won a gold medal. Yes. This and man. the most improbable of gold medals. Right. One that nobody thought he could win. He became So a, that's the beginning of the screenplay. Yes. And the end is my man selling a freaking Seiko to try to make 50 bucks so he can pay off his $4 million of debt. Guys should take better care of themselves. Oh my God! I'm glad it's libations. <laughs> the sobering end to that story. <laughs> we gotta help him. We gotta go fund this guy. Oh man! Don't let I, nobody. Hey, let's. It's just our little conversation, guys. We're not Ruan. If you're out there, buddy, keep on trucking. Me. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't a tweet. The name of the book is. In case you want to get an autographed copy, never stop pushing my life from Wyoming to the oh. Olympic. What's <laughs> up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good, too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. And I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. All right, so I, I, want, I want it to be known. I have nothing against Ruan Garner, and I wish these things had not befall befell this man. I, I don't root for that. It's not the it's not, 
it's not the it's not his great sorrow that I'm deriving any pleasure from. Oh, this is yeah, this is important that you state this. Because you know that. You know, I know that's but not I, what I'm laughing I at. know, but I know I know A lot how it sounds, of sounds too. okay. I'm I, not I'm not sitting around thinking it's funny that <laughs> Ruan Garner has had a series of, of missteps and unfortunate events happen to him, per se. I, I'm I'm saying that the absurdity. You know, I'm an absurdist. I love yes. the, okay. Yes. The absurdity of this man's story post gold medal. No, even up to gold medal. That's absurd. The odds of doing that. Right. I don't know what's greater. The odds of beating this guy right in the time and place that he beat him. Or in having all of this crap happen to him. Well, I mean, to get to that point, right, so to be an Olympic athlete in the right. first place, the odds are astronomical. To be able to win a gold medal, even more astronomical. To beat somebody who hadn't lost in years, over a decade, and hadn't given up a point in six years, even more unbelievably large. Like, numbers we can't comprehend. And then you juxtapose that it's with snowmobile, right, right. plane crash, motorcycle, if, it, in fact, his friend did defraud him or if he's using that, I don't know. But defrauded thing. I think he probably was defrauded, yes. Taking I mean, advantage of, yes. The odds of all those oh, happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, you're right. I should clarify this. I, I'm prepared for the hate mail. That's fine. You guys, you got to understand. I don't take... The pleasure does not, again, derive from his misfortune, like his personal agony. I take no pleasure in that. I hope he's happy in life. I hope he's doing something well now. I tried to look it up during the break. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a struggle. But it's a hell of a thing. It, it, it's just amazing that I was sitting there and I go, hey, it's Rulon Garner. Yeah. And then that <laughs> led to... You did every, seem pretty happy when you dropped the Sling and Seiko's line. Well, it's a good line, but... It is it, a good line. <laughs> but, well, no, but it's... That's, but see, that line was meant to illuminate the absurdities of the I, man's situation, I, right? I like mean, that's going to help the $3 million. Well, that's ridiculous. Right, it's yeah. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is ridiculous. That, that is not a drop in the bucket, sir. No, and the fact that somebody advised him to do that, I'm like, let him keep his freaking watches, you a-holes. It doesn't make Just a difference. Just declare bankruptcy Just, and be I, done I can't with it. pay it. I can't pay it. Look at my life. Good Christ, you should be giving me $4 million. Look at this. Look at me. This is, I mean, come on. There should be a provision in law, in our law here in this great country. That if you survive a snowmobile hazard, a motorcycle accident, and a plane crash, you should be cut a check. Just somebody should cut you a check. Here you go, sir. Sorry about that. Okay, so I, I this is one hundred. This is how open and honest we are on this show. Oh God, this is going to undo the first three minutes of this segment, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh, no. I'm going to, because in my effort to see what he was doing now, I went to check for his Wikipedia page. No. It's not about what this he's doing. This is not a bit. You, no, it's not. <laughs> this is not what he, no. But hold on. You're gonna, cringing. You're going to want to hear this. There's a section on injuries. So I, I want to make sure he hadn't suffered anything new. He has it. That's the good news. No new injuries. But the opening line is when Gardner was in elementary school, he was injured during a class show and tell. 
had his stomach punctured with an arrow. <laughs> All right. Go look it up. I got, no, I got to ask, you, I this ask up. you an honest that question. That is unbelievable. Here. Did you draw this up as a bit and you're no. just laying it on layer by layer? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I swear to God. Because it seems like you're saving, I, you know. No, no. I looked this up just now. I swear to, I learned a lot of things during the break. I just now looked this up. You happily clicked on that Wikipedia page, I'm sure. I did because I thought, well, it can't get worse than what I just read in that oh article about a plane God. crash, a snowmobile, a motorcycle, selling off Seikos, uh, the whole thing. So my man... This is what's happened. This is his life in a nutshell. The only good thing that's ever happened to him is that he got good on his family's dairy farm at wrestling and uh, and won a gold medal, which is great. But Jesus, he's in elementary school getting shot with a freaking arrow during show and tell. Of course that happened to Rulon Gardner, who is the unluckiest gold medal winner you will ever read about mm -hmm. modern day job it is it's, it's crazy he really is so that plane crash was in lake powell utah they had to it gets better he had to swim this guy is strong now i will say this no yes if he can how, drag himself this anywhere. is crazy in 2007 he survived a crash when a light aircraft he was traveling in crashed into lake powell in utah the men had to swim for an hour in 44 degree water in order to reach the shore <laughs> i would not be this guy's friend no. I'm not getting near Don't him. get on an elevator with don't, Rulon Gardner. Joe, don't, be, don't you know, be in the same state. No, don't get you on know, a roller coaster. Nothing. Don't do anything. Dude, shot in the belly with an arrow at show and tell. Leave. Rulon, how'd show and tell go today? I mean, good Lord. Leave the immediate area if Rulon Gardner how many is kids? In how many kids in that class? It's Rulon that's up there getting shot with an arrow. Nobody else. I bet he shot himself. You know he did by accident with the arrow. What, he pointed it the wrong way? I, this guy's got a knack. It's a gift. By the time he got to those Olympics, you couldn't take him out. This no, man had been no. through. He had seen some things. Jeez. That he oh. has to dig down deep and use that strength that got him to the Olympics so often in his life after. Well, there's more here that you would think I'm, but I'm not going to do it. I'll tell you during the break. We'll move on in the show. It's not three hours of Rulon Garner, but it is when unbelievable. It, yeah. When he was purchasing a puppy at 12, no, the whole puppy mill attacked him and no, bit him all over no, the body. No, no, no. It's said he was, it's another profession that he's involved in, and it's just, no. It's unbelievable. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Not I just a, an exotic profession or no, anything No, no, like no, no. It's ridiculous. It's a, it's what you would do if. It's just ridiculous. I just can't. I can't. You selling cuckoos? <laughs> it's just he, he's he's the character. He's the character in Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's in a van down by the river. My man is. It is. Uh, it's a tough go. He's still fighting though. Oh, bless his heart. I'm not. I, I'm afraid to check back on this story. Fund him, now. people. A year from now, I'm going to check in on him. I hope he's. You keep on keeping on. Give this on. man shelter from the storm. Good God almighty. <laughs> that arrow story. I read that as we were sitting here. I went, oh, he's not going to believe it. How? I got to bring that to the table. Yeah. Anyhow, I wish him well. Good oh, God. Poor guy.
My kind of story right here. My man Marvin Harrison's back in the news, Tom. Maybe. Marvin. One time Harrison. Maybe. I, I don't know if it was him. Oh, Marvin. One time Harrison. With a bat. Beating a tenant who was short on his rent. On film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Domino, Say about that. Love you, Marvin. Marvin, one time. For those that are new to the show, you do not remember the long-running conversation and the stunned reaction we had when it came to light that Marvin Harrison was a kingpin in his hometown of Philadelphia after being called the classiest person in football. Well, you know, Tom, he just hands the ball back to the official every time he scores. He acts like he's been there before. Plus, he's a great route runner. He stays never, after practice with Peyton. You never see him calling attention to himself. No. Now we know now why. Now we know why. There was the video of him going to the bar that he owned where he pulled a piece out on the lane. Perhaps a Desert Eagle. Yeah. Some impressive. Yeah, he had an, a German elephant gun at one point that he tried to hide, we think. Sorry, the Desert Eagle was at the car wash. That's right. Well, he that gun was what he threw in the bucket after shooting the guy at the bar. I mean, Marvin's done some things now. This would be uh, the latest in a string of troubling incidents involving Marvin Harrison. He uh, allegedly attacked a tenant with a bat over the weekend for uh, being late with the rent. I just watched the video, and it's outstanding. <laughs> it's him walking towards the tenant who's, like, basically crying out for help because Marvin has come to collect, and he wants his money. I've asked you one time. <laughs> And that's more than most get. So he owns a string of buildings there in Philly. And mm, Oh, one time. I'm so glad to see him back in the news. I'm telling you, more than any other player, nobody surprised us more when it came to light that Marvin has been involved in some things, including perhaps homicide. Uh, post-career. Listen, uh, you can keep on saying, and Marvin, I want this to be clear, you can keep on saying troubling incidents. I, I will just say unfounded allegations. Okay. That's what I'm going to classify those as. So you remember that guy? There was a guy named Pop who went to the police, um, Dwight Dixon. That was his name, Dwight Dixon, a.k.a. Pop. He accused Harrison of shooting him in April of 2008. Police did a search. They tried to... Uh, find out what happened there and they did a they did a search in the state database of gun licenses licenses and came up with harrison's name connected to two of the weapons used in a shooting uh, and it led to uh, a conversation between pops and the police which turned out to be a really interesting conversation unfortunately some of the angles of the cameras that were uh filming at that time did not allow for a conviction of marvin harrison and his cousin, Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson, also suspected of the shooting. Um, so it, it occurred down the street from a bar that Harrison owned known called Playmakers. That was the name of the bar that he owned there in Philly. This is like a show. But that happened. All right. And that camera that they found at Playmakers to try to get the third angle was missing three minutes of tape. The three minutes they were looking for. Mm. Conveniently. So they did not get a conviction. Pops was later killed. 
Somebody shot him. Chew on that. They don't know. To this day, no idea who shot Pops after he'd gone to the police to talk about having been shot previously at Playmakers. Pops has long since been dead. (laughs) It's unbelievable, man. That story is crazy. Go read the 2010 GQ story on Marvin Harrison. I mean, the things he's alleged to have been involved in and done in his life. It is. It's the wire. It's unbelievable. And he was a, what, 20 years in the league? All pro wide receiver. (laughs) How in the world? He was buttoned up. That's how. He takes care of loose ends. Oh, he clearly. Yeah. Well, listen, that's another unfounded allegation. What video evidence can you provide (laughs) to convince me? I have none. Mm -hmm. I have none. But it wasn't as good. None of these stories were nearly as good as the time that Marvin slapped a fan in Hawaii, allegedly, uh, who had asked for an autograph while he was done practicing in the Pro Bowl. And then Marvin ignored the fan's request for an autograph on a football, and the fan doubled down with the request, kind of in a pushy way, and allegedly was slapped across the face with great gusto by one Marvin Harrison, who I suppose has strong hands. And then he kept walking, and that could, too, never be proven. Didn't expect that, did you? (laughs) I would have loved to have seen the moment that a fan... There's your autograph. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, that (laughs) autograph's not coming off for two weeks. What do you think of that? Oh, man. All right, I'm done talking about Marvin. Because people are out here telling Bamani that I'm talking about Marvin now, and I, you know, no, no, keep it moving. That's right. right? He is. Unfounded allegations. That's where I'm going to stand on this one. It is an all-timer. That is still my favorite ah. thing. Can you imagine campus life with Marvin at Syracuse as he's rising to prominence, I suppose, at the same time? I mean, man. Can you think of another player that uh, you... We don't want to party with Marvin, guys. No. <laughs> That's a different kind of party. I know you're up here for a visit. That's you want to meet Marvin. That's a different kind of party right there. Let's go talk with McNabb. Yeah. We're, we're cool over there, but Marvin, let's leave Marvin him alone. Marvin would have had no time for McNabb. Marvin Marvin and McNabb are different guys. Very different guys. Fundamentally different guys. Are you saying you don't have the heart? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Have this conversation. Imagine if Donna McNabb was throwing up in the in the huddle and Mc- Marvin Harrison was on that team. McNabb. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have to make fun of you. He just says your name in a certain way and you go, ooh. So, I, again, we do this every time a Marvin Harrison story comes up. Oh, I shudder saying the name aloud. Who in the NFL, I mean, go back to that guy's career. Let's go back and revisit the, the, the narrative of Marvin Harrison. He's on Gatorade commercials. Work ethic like no other. Brilliant football mind. Dedicated to the organization, its community. His teammates, Peyton Manning and him, are at all times... Just this symbiotic relationship that is Hall of Fame destined. You won't find two people who work harder together and see eye-to-eye more than Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. So who would have to have been revealed to be a monster to surprise you more than Marvin Harrison? Warwick Dunn? Uh, Oh, God, that would be stunning, yes. yes. You've nailed it. Game over. Wouldn't that be the, the most stunning? That's the old bump set spike to yourself. You handle that one completely. Warwick done. That would be truly stunning. 
That would hurt, actually. I well, would, because we love Warwick, and what he's done in his life is beyond reproach. But I'm just saying, like... Uh, love a fictional scenario where Peyton calls up Marvin. Marvin, I, now, I know you don't want to take this call, so if you'd like to meet, sit down at the diner. I got something that needs to go away, Marvin, and I've heard you might need to be there. <laughs> The person I talked to. Marvin probably wouldn't speak in that meeting. He wouldn't say a word. He'd just nod. And he passed over a card. That had an address. That had an address and a and phone a, number. Yeah, and that'd be that. And Mar- Marvin would get up, probably pay the bill like a pimp, and walk oh, away. Cash. Cash money. There'd be a hundo. That's it. And he, For all like he a cup of coffee. Like was a coffee. That's, well, of course he did, because he's a, yeah. He's always up. Yeah. I'm always up. He's That's all he says. <laughs> he gets up. But he loves Peyton. He loves Peyton. Right, because Peyton, Peyton works yeah. hard. Peyton works he hard. He gets, it, he gets it done. He knocks the table. It's the same sort of work ethic. They yep. just knock on and he walks away. $100 bill remains. Gets up, walks away. That's the end of it. And then they're at practice that Monday. Marvin walks by, just pats Peyton on the back. It's understood. Peyton's like, all right, let's have us a good day of practice. No more words. Somebody get Marvin a water. <laughs> Talking about the franchise. Was it time coming and going? A time of wanting but not really knowing. You know, by the way, I uh we took the I almost did something today that I, I've, I've heard about others doing, and it is kind of strange to me, but I am, I'm, you know, I'm a hugger, Tom. I'll give you a good hug, especially if, uh, you know, I think a hug is warranted. Especially I, if you're afraid. a stranger. <laughs> well, that almost happened. That's where I'm going, actually. I oh, almost sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Screw me. No, no, but let me explain why. It's going to, it's kind of funny. I actually felt compelled. It almost happened. But yeah, if I know you and... Think, think you to be a, a decent lad? I, I'll give you a hug. You get that from your dad. Yeah. We're huggers in the Cameron family. Okay. My kids, my boys, we hug all the time. I'm forever hugging Bryce and Cole. They've got great hugs. They do. They, they're already quite good at it. Oh, I hug. I'm always hugging them. They get tired. Dad, good Lord. I, they have to hug me every morning before they leave for school, and they hug me every night, or I hug them in their beds before they go to sleep. And then there's all kinds of hugs in between when we see each other. So it's just a it's just a hug fest. I'm forever hugging. But it's funny because my youngest loves my hugs, and he mm-hmm. does, he doesn't ever want it to stop. He'll just come over and be like, "Daddy," and he wants me to hug him the whole time. It almost gets annoying. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bryce is getting to that age where it's like, "All right, Dad, I am not Tim Tebow, and you are not Gary Danielson." <laughs> Enough. But today I had to go to a certain uh, pet store to pick up some crickets for our bearded dragon that. Bryce has Major Tom, and so we were going to. I was going uh, before going out of town tomorrow. I was going over there to pick up the. It's it's paramount, Tom. You got to have crickets for the uh, bearded dragon. How is the bearded dragon? He's doing good. He's getting big, and he's friendly as all get out. I like him. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. They're super friendly. They're really friendly. Yeah. He sit on my shoulder. I walk the neighborhood with him sometimes. He just sits on my shoulder. Yeah, I do. I, I, it's true. If it's really warm and sunny out, because well, they, they love, love, they that. love yeah. that, I put him on my shoulder. And we'll go for a long walk, and he doesn't move. He'll just sit there the whole time. Yeah, it's wild. My uh, oldest niece got a bearded dragon. They yeah. get one when they're 10. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
This thing is loving as oh, hell. Oh, as friendly as can be. Right. You're thinking it's going to, you know, kind of bite you or something. Yeah. Slither around. No, and kinda, no, 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 no. It's no. chill. I love him. And uh, I didn't think I would. Bryce had wanted that thing forever, so I finally, it was his birthday. I guess, yeah, that was a year ago. It was his birthday, and I went, oh, all right, well, I'll, I'll do it. I'm so, You know me. Sucker. Wasn't cheap. I had to get the terrarium and all the mm-hmm. other stuff to go with it and oh, all yeah. that nonsense. And, I, and I'm not fooling around. I'm not getting you some tiny-ass terrarium. We're going where you have a living space that I feel like you're comfortable in. So I went and got this Mac Daddy. Yeah. No hostel here. No, this is a nice place. That thing, you, I could fit in this thing's terrarium. But anyhow, so he's got a nice terrarium. He's got a good setup. And then you have to get the accoutrements and all that. And then, of course, I get the lamps. And so it's, you know, it's good. But I went to get these crickets, and I walk in today to get them. And I've become a pro with crickets, too, by the way. I can handle the I've actually grown to like the crickets. Oh, so this uh, Dumb as a post, these crickets. Yeah. They, they drown themselves. They drown themselves. They don't understand that they can't go in the water. So you have to get this other kind of water that's more like gel that allows them to hydrate themselves so that they don't drown themselves. Yeah. That's how damn dumb crickets are. But you've liked the crickets. So you, I, okay, so I like the so crickets. So you don't like the feeding process. That bugs you? Oh, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't care if they get eaten. They're crickets. They're idiots. But I'm saying, I mean, literally, they're mindless things. They're, it's, and they, that's, you know, it's the whole thing with insects. It's... It's about producing, reproducing in mass because you ain't going to be getting by on stealth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about quantity. So <laughs> I'm serious. They, they kill themselves all the time doing dumb stuff, which actually makes me chuckle and makes them somewhat endearing. I'm like, oh, look at this cricket. He hung himself over here. Wasn't it? Look at that. He didn't know what he was doing. He got involved in the trees over here. And he, <laughs> they'll be turned sideways. It's just dumb. They're dumb. So I went to go buy these crickets. Uh, and, and this lady looks so beleaguered. You ever just catch somebody? It was early this morning where it's the wrong time of day. I don't, I don't mean like life altering bad news or she probably wouldn't have been shopping at the store, but she looked like she'd had a rough go the night before and she looked a little lost and she had this giant cup of coffee, which I really appreciated, Mm -hmm. but I could tell she needed that giant cup of coffee. Message received. Oh, yeah. I saw the whole thing. It was written like a map, man. It was all over her face. And she just looked frustrated, and it had already been a tough day, and she hadn't been able to wolf down enough coffee, and she was tired. I don't think she slept well last night. She was on a an errand that she didn't want to be on, and she was a little confused as to what she needed to be purchasing, and perhaps her husband was a jerk. Something was happening. I could see it. It was all right there. And she looked at me. Beleaguered as she was, and I wanted, I stopped, and she looked at me, and I looked at her. She was a little older, and she, she just had that, that look, and I go, I, I go, good morning, ma'am. And oh, so you're rubbing it in? No, 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 no. I was trying to snap her out of it, mm-hmm. and she goes, oh, good morning, and she was like excited that somebody said hello. Yep. And I go, how are you? And she goes, oh, I'm. I can't complain. And I go, okay. And I was about to hug her. It would have been very weird. Yeah. Admittedly. Yeah. But I was disarming. It wasn't, you know, I don't think it would have been thought of in a creepy manner. Or, sure. You know, I, but I was just going to be like, well, all right. And give her kind of like a, like a bro hug. Just kind of like a, you know, pat on the back. But instead, I just kind of patted her shoulder. I go, all right. Well, you have a good day. And she goes, well, thank you. And she smiled and she moved on. There you go. And then I went and got my crickets, and that was the end of it. Impacting lives, not just on these airways. That's right. That's right. We do everything we can, even in the hallways of uh, pet stores in the early morning hours. This happened to me a couple of weeks ago, something very similar. You almost hugged somebody? 
No, I didn't almost hug somebody, but just saying good morning and being attentive and somebody flips. Yeah, it's right. the best. It works. It actually does, it does work. It does work. So I was getting uh, my hair. They're in their own stuff, man. Right. They're up here. They're domed. Well, and, and I saw this. I could see it from a mile away. So I was getting my hair cut. Uh, I won't tell you where, but, you know, yeah. this person was done with the guy before me. And you could tell this guy. He was not nice. Eh, you know, he, he was, was indifferent. He was either indifferent or not nice or a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So the experience of going to the register and getting You're everything cleared up. stuff in a service industry can be tough. I'm detecting there's there's mm-hmm. tension here between these you know, two. the service provider and the customer. That's right. He didn't appreciate the work being done. And the long look on the face, beleaguered, oh, same man. kind of it's thing. the worst. It's the worst. And so my name is called. I say hello. And, and they say, well, how are you? I said, uh, 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 well, excuse me. I'll re- rephrase that. She said, "You're on share this one." I said, "Well, how are you today? You doing all right?" Oh, there it is. And it was just like a light bulb. You Ding. pull the string. I've got a civil, kind-hearted oh, well, soul. Hey. And we're laughing and chuckling on the way out to the register when there I'm done. So, it is like that. So the guy after me, you got a better haircut because of me, pal. You're welcome. And more importantly, you cheered her up and gave her a renewed faith in humanity. Probably. One that was temporarily shaken by this ass's behavior. We talked music. It was great. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Usually usually you can find something, just a little something in there. That Now, not always. There have been those disastrous efforts of mine in the past where oh. I thought I could bring something out and it's not. It's just not going to happen. It doubles down. Yeah, and but, you're like, oh, okay, so you, you can't be bothered with being you know reasonably uh, kind? Okay. Your conscience was clear, though, wasn't it? At that point, well, I can't help you. Yeah, I did my part. I did what I could. And it was. And here's the thing. I get it, man. Everybody's going through their own thing. I, I don't pretend to know what everybody's going through. I get it. There are days that I'm in inward, withdrawn, whatever that might be. Uh, and, and sometimes you just want to be thinking about other things. But this one, I could tell she needed just a little. And I think she would have let me give her a hug. And I don't mean it again. I don't mean it in a creepy way. But I could have given her a hug and been like, all right. And she would have been like, okay. Isn't it the worst when you're with somebody who does the opposite? They're bringing somebody down, mm. and they're not even, it's not even personal. Mm-hmm. They're just, their attitude brings somebody else down. Yeah, I got no time for that. Like uh, an example in the service industry. Uh, we were somewhere, and uh, this waitress asked somebody we know, uh, what did you, uh, what was the, again, that you wanted with this particular order? What did I say? Yes, well, I remember that. And I'm I'm at the table. You're at the table. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Well, what do you, I like, mean, why would you do that? Well, now we're all going to get treated like a-holes. Yeah. And our food may be messed with across the board. And really, why is there why? ever a reason to do that? No. no. This is a small detail. No, no, now, man. if you say it twice and the order comes out different, that's one thing. But uh, let's go easy here. Yeah, yeah. What a, <laughs> hey, I was a waiter. Right. I've done waiting. Yes. I, I was a bar back. I, you I know, was a bar back, and I did some a, waiting for a specific table because they hated the waitresses. It can be a tough go. Yeah. It can be a tough go. I mean, you are being a waiter or a bar back. I mean, it's, what did I say? Yeah. What do we do Come here? Come on, man. Anyhow, I don't know if that lady's a listener or not, but I hope her day was brightened just by a simple good morning. And I got my crickets, and the lady was delightful, and I went home, and I fed the bearded dragon, and I came into work, Tom. That's how my morning went. That's a... That's a good morning. Well, she called her her husband and she said, "You know, not everybody's a miserable son of a <laughs> like you." <laughs>